Welcome to episode seven of the Benzo Rehab Dungeon, uh, the conclusion to our uh, our deep dive into the Stefan Molyneux talk, how to make women great again. Uh, Dorian and I have been slogging through this thing, uh, even though it's being played at 1.5 speed, um, which is a, a disclaimer to why his voice may sound a little bit more uh, high-pitched and nasally than normal um well i does it really sound that much different it really it really does not uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just slightly more intolerable but it's it, it's it's kind of a balancing act because you don't have to listen to him <laughs> as long but it's he a just, little worse <laughs> he just sounds a little worse yeah <laughs> Um, quick, quick question for you. Sure. Uh, yeah, go ahead. This. You, you know, the information that you were just giving, giving right. everyone, yep, yep. It's, it's pertinent. But um, ha, what is the longest uh, edging session of yours? And did it also include an, a racist Canadian? <laughs> uh, I would say probably my 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 record for edging is somewhere around the five minute mark. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Uh, That's pretty good. And, and I've uh, why waste time? I've never been with somebody who was Canadian, <laughs> but pl- plenty of races. <laughs> but plenty of races, yes. <laughs> the, the the girls that date Marines. Yeah. Well, not 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 usually the uh, the best bunch of uh, people. Uh, I would like to return that question to you since you <laughs> you asked it of me. I I didn't I didn't really. Uh, I mean, I've done this before. I'll just, I'll just say that. <laughs> okay. I mean, hour, yeah. hour and six minutes with a racist Canadian. Well, I, I mean, no, this is this is gonna this is gonna break my record because generally with that kind of thing, it's a waste if you do it longer than like two days because then your body like <laughs> starts to starts to re-metabolize everything and and, and, and recycle. So, I mean, uh, a three-day session with this uh, with this man. That's I am I am beating my record. It's it's definitely my first uh, three day session with a man. <laughs> yeah, gauge <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, just the length of it is my first time. The uh, the no, man that's part. True. Yeah. It's usually too exciting. But right. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can last a lot longer with women just because it's like I mean, yeah. I what mean, am I gonna do? Yeah. Come. <laughs> Hope, hopefully not. <laughs> Jeez, that's another antinatalist thing slipping out of me, I guess. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, we're we're at the uh, the forty six uh, minute thirty second mark. Um, I I put it a second back just so we uh, we don't miss anything uh, between between those split <laughs> not seconds. Second not, not not a split second wasted. Um, so I uh, I suppose we'll we'll just go right on ahead. Uh, oh and. Uh, this is being pre-recorded. Uh, we're doing this on the 15th. Uh, I will be busy next week, so this will be released on Monday, which I believe is the 20th. Is that, is that correct? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It, is. it is the 20th. Um, and, uh, and, and the reason that we're 
clarifying that this is pre-recorded is that when uh, Ghislaine Maxwell dies over the weekend, yeah. uh, that's why that's why we're not commenting on it right now, right? Uh, because we're in the past. We are in the past, and uh, well, let's let's make a couple of predictions for what happens over the weekend. How about that? <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, you you uh, you're you're saying that Ghislaine Maxwell. Uh, will definitely kill herself yeah well she's in a really rough spot right now emotionally i've heard from <laughs> that's uh, true official sources mm-hmm. um i'm going i'm gonna predict that by monday uh covid19 will be completely cured now that the uh the, the white house is uh in charge of covid reporting uh, and Look. not and not the CDC anymore. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So COVID's uh, going to be gone. There's there's going to be some other uh, thing that's killing lots of people at an alarming rate. Um, but not, yeah, it, not it's, COVID. It'll be ignoring but, their bootstraps. Well, it's it's probably going to be, you know, those people. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's already that's already his yeah. going on. You know. Um, uh, I do. I. I I think I have another couple, uh, okay, a couple ideas. I, th- I think that's uh, really the only one I had. Oh, come on. You have to have something more. Okay. Well, no? go, go oh, ahead okay. with yours. We'll, go ahead with yours. Let's, and... go back, let's go back and forth a bit. But, okay. But I think that over the weekend, uh, Robin D'Angelo is going to uh, Dolezal. Oh. Yeah. She's going to become black. That's a that's an old reference, I feel like. it. I mean, it probably only happened. They're, like, they're both old references now because <laughs> yeah. like, any, anything longer than four days. Yeah. Uh, that's that's my that's my guess uh, because I just I want it to happen. I'm willing it to okay. existence. All right. And then racism will be over uh, once she does that. Yeah. Well. Yes, Queen. It's already essentially over, uh, but you know. I mean, it, it's pretty silly to think that there's still racism after we elected a, a black president. Right. To 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 be just just to clarify, uh, this it's funny that we're we're going back to these jokes, uh, and they make sense uh, because, of course, what what other jokes are you going to say? Um, but the this whole premise. This wasn't a joke. That? <laughs> this wasn't a oh, joke. That's, that's also true. Uh, but the the premise of that book is essentially like the marketization of uh, racism because racism will never be defeated anyway. Yeah, uh, no, that's a uh, which rules. It, I, I it's think, so good. You know, it, we we might benefit from a longer discussion on the uh, the, the white. Yeah. Uh, White Sorry, I didn't want to. I didn't no, want to no, no. start up a talk no, about no, no, it. No, 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 uh, it's okay. It's okay. Hey, you just know wanted what? to to clarify that she doesn't think that racism is over. <laughs> she just thinks that it's something we should keep around and like regulate well. Yeah. Well, you can <laughs> you can never fix it. So why no, why I mean, even bother? And, it's like uh, anything neoliberal. You just you just gotta yeah. you gotta tweak it some. Well, it's it's just the uh, it's the price of living, you know. That's yeah. true. Anyway, uh, so do you, do you have do you have one more before we start? Yes, uh, Joe Biden will shit his pants during an interview. Uh, well, I mean, actually, I think that's actually shit. It. Well, it there was a little bit of a toot, I think. Oh yeah, I forgot that was a real thing. Oh yeah, yeah, no, that's a real thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it definitely at least farted on camera. But mm. I I I believe that he's going to fully shit his pants during an interview. 
and need to be excused. That seems fair. That seems so, fair. Again, this is right. uh, this is July fifteenth, twenty twenty. So uh, this will <laughs> be all of this is happening over the weekend. <laughs> and all this is happening over the weekend. This will be released on the twentieth. Um, and if any of these come true, then we are clairvoyant. And the the, the quick summary again is uh, is what Michael. Uh, the quick summary of what? Of of our estimations, just so we have everything really clear. Oh, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell is going to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robin D'Angelo, I forgot her name for a second. Robin yep. D'Angelo <laughs> is going to uh, Rachel Dole's all us. Nice. Um, Joe Biden is going to shit his pants. Yes. And I think that's, uh, yeah. We're, and the COVID news. Oh, yeah. And uh, COVID will be miraculously cured uh, over the weekend. Now that, the, yeah. now that the CDC is no longer in charge of uh, collecting the reporting data. Dude, that's exclusively good news. We are, <laughs> we're, we're optimists. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I think the, the COVID thing is good news. That it's going to be cured and... Uh, that's what I'm saying, man. No longer a problem, yeah. Yeah. And Ghislaine Maxwell is a uh, child trafficker, so, you know. She, uh, I, I don't know. Is she? I mean... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Does it matter what role you really play in the operation? <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. What what would like a uh, what would she put this on her CV as? Um, a a talent recruiter. Oh, talent recruiter, or like um, some kind of logistics <laughs> Jesus. role. Uh, talent logistics. Uh, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so back Let's to Stefan Molyneux. Um, the the man who was also probably not a child trafficker. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel, I feel like if you uh, if you looked up the Wikipedia article for child trafficking, his his image or something very much like him would be somewhere in the uh, the article. Come on, kids! You just you just, you just have to defoo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's All right. Uh, so forty six minutes and uh, twenty nine seconds, and we will go. Just a horrible, horrible scenario. My daughter, and people say, "Well, where do you want to go to university?" And I haven't talked to her about this much, right? And she's just like, "University." I read. There's the internet. I want university. I don't have any audio here. Back when only ten percent of the population. Oh, okay. Um, let's back that up for a second, then. That's my B. I think I forgot to share the audio with you. I mean, that was, it was relieving. I was like, this is less painful than <laughs> usual. Uh, I don't have to hear it anymore. <clears throat> Let's see. How do I... Your screen sharing. Okay. And... Okay. Yeah, you should be good now. Let's, uh... Paying for their own indoctrination into Marxism. Nice. It's a horrible, horrible scenario. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, you get to hear this My again. <laughs> People say, well, well, do you want to go to university? And I haven't talked to her about this much, right? And she's just like, university. I read. There's the internet. I want a university now. I can understand, you know, back when only 10% of the population went to university. Now it's like 40, 50%. So it's not a real degree. Because, and here's the thing too, if it was a real degree, you could handle being disagreed with. You could handle being disagreed with. A story I read when I was in my early teens was about 
a guy who was, he was, he wanted to be a swimmer. He was a teenager, he wanted to be a swimmer, but he was bullied off the beach by the mean kids. So he had to go to some other beach where there was a terrible undertow, it was really cold, there were rocks. And that's why he had to train because he was being bullied off the nice beach. And then of course, the story is that he, he went and won every competition. Why? Because he trained under adversity, right? Mm-hmm. Where the muscles come from? Resistance. What? How do you sharpen a sword? Sparks, the sand wheel, <laughs> heat, pressure. If it was a real degree, women would not get upset with being disagreed with. It's not a real degree. For the most part, again, there are exceptions. It's not a real degree for the most part. Because you're not being challenged. How do you corrupt a man? How do you corrupt a woman? Because the powers that be, they want us all corrupted and dependent and uncertain, right? Well, it's funny because I think that you corrupt a man with excessive insults. And I don't mean the kind of like uh, jovial locker room guy insults, but like when you really go for it. And this is what women are trying to break men down with penis size and incel and you can't get laid and all that kind of stuff, right? Which is really insulting to women, right? All I can come up with is saying no. But how do you corrupt a woman when you... Okay. Yep. <laughs> what you got? So, We're restarting with this. It's, it's good to see that... that Because uh, this, this whole thing has been like a meandering, incoherent ramble. Yeah. Uh, it's good to see him like do a callback to an earlier point he made. Uh, <laughs> right. And that he is still very much upset that women can say no. Um, yeah, and then and then comment on his penis as part of it. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Women keep telling me I have a small penis, but it's not true. It's not true. <laughs> That's uh, how you break a man. <laughs> That's how you break a man. I tell him he has a little peepee. <laughs> a little peepee and tiny balls. <laughs> I mean, it ruined my life. There's nothing left to me now. Yeah, I mean, actually, in, in the in the pre-discussion leading up to the recording of this, I, I believe we did comment on each other's uh, small <laughs> genitalia. So that is true. That we, is true. We have been fully corrupted by women to break each other down um fuck (laughs) so so uh before before he leads into the and this is why i kind of wanted to stop it because he starts going off to a different topic Um, yeah before he leads into the women can say no thing he he repeatedly says it's not a real degree it's not a real degree it's not a real degree and then he you know makes the claim that uh, it's not a real degree because you aren't being challenged um and i would just like to you know uh, i assume he's still talking about women's studies um yeah, I think he's talking about any kind of humanities that he's not in himself at the sure, moment. Sure, right, yeah. And and it's sociology. If I you know. if I walked up to him and I told him, you know, uh, whatever the fuck he his degree is actually in, um, the history mm. of philosophy and I said that's not a real degree, don't you think he would be a little bit offended by that? I mean, he I mean, cuz cuz uh, he, he, he I, I puts, think it would be superpositional. Maybe. I don't know. I, but because I, just, I, I think he would be offended, but then he would also, like, after after a moment of getting upset, he would then compensatorily agree with you. But then, like, he would say, like, yeah, but, you know, essentially, I'm one of the good ones uh, in, sure, in an intellectual right. sense. <laughs> like, my professors were all bullshit. It was a bullshit degree, but, you know. It, it led me on the path of philosophy or I'm, some bullshit. I'm one of the ones that made it through the uh, the regulatory cracks, so to speak. Exactly. Um, exactly. I, I mean, it's just it's just the basic uh, premise that he, he's saying. You know, he he tells people it's not a real degree, and they get upset at him, and that means that it is not a real degree. Right. Right. Um, that's that's just such like a I guess gaslighting is maybe the term I don't I don't know exactly how to use the term gaslighting to be honest with you but uh, 
I mean, it's it's it's, it's maybe removed a, a degree or two, but it's yeah. it, it definitely has a similarity, right? It's, it's um, like it's like pestering somebody about them being mad when they aren't mad, and then when they get mad at you for that, you go, "You're mad right, right now, aren't you?" Like, yeah, exactly. And and it's it's even better because it's it's like forced projection coming off of his own projection. It's this it's it's a weird complex set of like leapfrogs um, because. Uh, it, it's like when he says not an argument his his right. his debate tactics and his his logical mechanisms are always based on saying not an argument not a degree not of this not of that sure. he, he just says that a thing doesn't exist uh when it has any kind of way of, of, of yeah, challenging there's, there's, him or applying to him there's no attempt to to meet the actual argument and rebut it it's just yeah no you're wrong um it's and, and it's it, the best he, he does he does seem to have a problem with the word no in general it seems <laughs> so, <laughs> good point so yeah. who's surprised <laughs> and and going back to the the little joke that I mentioned before uh, which was also not a joke about defooing um, I don't know if we covered what that is yet um, go go ahead and cover these, that but it's it's this concept that he has as part of his essentially his cult. Right. Where if if people um, are make you unhappy in your family or friends and, and whatnot, uh, and and it's under the umbrella of abuse, but it's mm-hmm. certainly used for more minor things. Right. That you should cut them out of your life, and that's that's a great allegorical representation of what his logic is overall, because it's his his way of of solving things and this also applies to his views on race <laughs> um, is, is is that you should uh you should cut out from your life things that don't operate in line with you and so uh this is why we need like a, a white ethno state and this is why it's not an argument and this is why it's not a real degree and the only reason he's not like it's saying that we should get rid of women entirely is because the fact that he wants them around to make more men like that's the that's the only reason sounds pretty gay bro it is is. i mean he goes back to the greeks right (laughs) women are slaves to make more like unbearded men so you can have the good sex uh it's uh men are for (laughs) women are for children men are for pleasure right you're goddamn right you gotta crack open a cold one with the boys that's what they meant, right? Like they're good drinking butters. Sure, yeah. Buddies. Drinking right. something. You know what I mean? <laughs> Ooh, drinking them creamy thighs. Ooh. All right, let's let's get back to please, this. Please, please, please stop this. Yeah. yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure which is worse anymore: our conversation or this video. Yeah. It's the video. Woman with excessive price. You corrupt a woman with excessive price because it makes her hypersensitive. It makes her very difficult to disagree with. And when women look disagreeable, men don't want to marry them. At all, and that's how you corrupt women. And pause Sometimes very quickly. As a philosopher, sorry, no, I, I knew it was I, coming. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I should have mentioned this because I knew that this was coming. Um, but he's he's saying something that like is almost true in a very removed way, which is often the case with this guy. Which is the only reason that people listen to him because he starts to like say something kind of true or something that has a grain of truth in it, and then he does right. a weird bait and switch or like goes off on some horrifying. Uh, alternate path but he he's talking about this phenomena where like someone is so privileged uh, by uh, beauty or money or attraction or or something that people don't disagree with them that people around to become yes men uh, and that it ends up like weakening your character right 
And I think that that is like a thing that occurs, but sure. he's forgetting that it happens to anyone based on any kind of social privileging, which means that, you know, this is where, where like the, the white cis head sensitivity fragility shit comes from because of the fact that we're not used to people telling us that we can't do shit either. And, and you know, it's going to apply to any kind of privilege. Uh, and so claiming that this is something that, that universally happens to women is really bizarre. Like there's a, there's a really common, um, like well, I not, see the sticker not even around just, places. Uh, not even just universally, mm-hmm. uh, exclusively. Right. Yeah, exactly. But there's a, there's this like sticker saying that I see in a lot of like little feminist circles and stuff. Uh, people have this sign all over the place and it's, it's actually great. It's really funny, but it's, um, uh, give me the courage of a mediocre white man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. And it's just like, yeah, because you can get away with whatever. I, I think this is, this is almost identical to a rant I went on last time, but like when you have a sufficient amount of, of privilege and people around you end up telling you that you should have that privilege, it is corrupting. Absolutely. But that's also why he is the way that he is. And I was, then he's I saying was, that, I was going to bring that up if you weren't. Yeah. <laughs> It's fucked. He's, it's so he's complaining about a thing that literally has uh, powered his entire career. More Molyneux projection. Surprise. <laughs> Who would have guessed? <laughs> so good. <laughs> and, I, and I think you did go on a similar rant last time or maybe the time before, but the rants have yeah. all like kind of blurred together in this video. Yeah, dude, uh, yeah, because his shit is so circuitous and nonsense. Yeah, yeah. If, if we don't end up finishing this video, I, I think I'm done with it regardless. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> that's fair, that's fair. This, this will be, part three is the last time we will talk about Molyneux until we need to talk about Molyneux again. <laughs> fair. <laughs> which, which will be a while. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah. Deplatformed. Let's listen to this fucking guy. Bit. To look at men, this addiction to status, like men's status and, and domination and so on. And that's, you know, but there's really upsides to that. Like, why we have this room is why some, some guy wanted to get laid, so he built a room to impress a woman. That's great. You know, we, we, can, we can use the, the products of his sexual display to, to have a conference and talk about ideas and so on. So this, for men, the great weakness is status. But for women, the great weakness is vanity because it comes with that massive surge of tsunami male attention when they're young and attractive. There's never been a and vain male. And if you male. continue to praise and praise and praise women, <laughs> they become hothouse flowers. They become very overdelicate, right? There's an amazing thing which you should really, really look up. I'm sure you know this guy. Uh, de Tocqueville was a French aristocrat who came to America and wrote an amazing book called Democracy in America. He was originally coming to just study the prison system. He ended up examining everything. And you know the most amazing thing that he said was this. He said the great power, the greatest power of America is its women. It's women. Can you imagine saying that now? But why? Yes, why was queen? femininity, female nature, in the nascent America, in the frontier in the West, why was it so noble, so powerful, so strong? It was, well, you know, welfare state, uh, healthy voluntary relations between males and females, challenge. You know, we are, uh, you know, like hamsters in a wheel. You know, you know that they're not getting... Okay, first off, uh, healthy, yeah, voluntary, <laughs> healthy voluntary relationships between males and females. Those have always been a real thing. Is, is that, is that a historical, yeah. uh, <laughs> historically accurate uh, view of the old world? <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, man, let's ask Molly. He's the history historian yeah. here. Well, he's, yeah. a, he's a philosophy historian, so I'm not, oh, right. yeah. I'm not sure yeah. that he's really got a whole lot of actual history in there. But to, to right. my historical knowledge, there there wasn't a whole lot of uh, of uh, agency. Um, 
or uh, in in like Protestant America. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean uh, when when the the prevailing religion um, you know exclusively uh, denotes men as leaders and women as uh, submissives, um, I, th- I think. <laughs> Probably somewhere in there, there was a little bit less uh, uh, voluntary relationship on the female side of the equation. Uh, Not to mention, um, you know, women were frequently used as a way to, uh, you know, you would marry off one of your daughters to another nobleman or a lord um, to, you know, unite your kingdoms and thus become more powerful. And it wasn't like... (laughs) I mean, he's he's talking about something a little later now than than that, like in, in the states. But yeah, the I mean, point the is same the same thing still happened in the states, though. It was just uh, yeah, I guess functionally, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, was, it was more of a libertarian sort of thing where it's like, oh, you're a wealthy businessman with a plantation. I'm a wealthy businessman I mean, with a plantation. Let's uh, unite our right, our right. slave kingdoms. I mean, that's also his. Uh, that's actually what he means when he says voluntary he just means libertarian or or like uh, (laughs) anarcho-capitalist um it's yeah that's one of my favorite like bizarre confused dog whistly things maybe not even a dog whistle but like yeah the word voluntary does not mean the same thing to these people it means voluntary for people who have power well yeah it's like uh the government doesn't say no well it's it's like it's like healthcare, for instance where Hey, you've got you've got the choice of all these different private healthcare plans, and it's like, oh, I've got all these options I can voluntarily choose. But you know, would be nice if I right. had the money to actually acquire this uh, this this service or this uh, this healthcare. You know, so yeah, yeah, it's like any anyone who has in their bio anything about like access to you know education or access to healthcare or something you know they're going to be a fucking shithead. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I've, I've said things like that, like access to ed- education is important, but I mean it in a much different sense uh, in that right, you know, I right. believe that in order to truly call something accessible, it has to be provided in a realistic way. It can't be like exactly. dangled in front of you like a carrot that you can never reach. Um, right. Or, or have to like sell your kidneys for right yeah <laughs> you know i was gonna i was gonna bring up another point about like voluntary like hey you know the the donner party had the op- <laughs> option to eat each other in order to survive you know it was it was a voluntary act they didn't have to they didn't have to eat um, voluntary access to one another's bodies. <laughs> voluntary <laughs> access to uh, to human food. Uh, <laughs> let's uh, uh, let's continue with this fucking guy. Dope. This fucking guy is so good. I've I've been I've been ruminating on this all day, just with dread. <laughs> yeah, I've been uh, I've been wasting my whole day playing survival horror games, and this is the part that's been like making me anxious is having to fucking do this. I will uh, I will admit one thing about uh, this video. Um, I watched it through before uh, we both did, I think. Ditto. Yeah. Uh, but when I was watching it, I was playing uh, Sekiro. Uh, shadows die <laughs> and, and twice. This was more frustrating somehow. And this was more frustrating, <laughs> and, and, and I was playing on Game Plus, which is like all the bosses are like just a little bit harder. So, right, right. Yeah, this this was honestly more frustrating than the game that's supposed to like beat your dick in. That's awesome. All right, let's uh, let's go. Getting anywhere, but they just like it. So when we remove challenges from our life, we don't end up being at peace. We just end up inventing challenges. 
So women's great challenge, of course, is to choose the right guy so she doesn't get pregnant out of wedlock and destroy her life in the absence of a welfare state, right? So when women get the vote, they vote for the welfare state. They vote for old age pensions just in case they've been a shitty mom and the kids don't care for them. So they take away, oh, look, we've, we've taken away risk for women. If you get pregnant out of wedlock, we've magically turned babies from liabilities into assets, thus reversing the entire evolutionary course of human life. So we've taken away risk from women. Marry the wrong guy, eh, no problem. You can divorce him and take half his stuff or more. In California, what is the law? Like, if you've married a woman for 10 years, you've got to support her for the rest of her life. Not overly strong and independent. <laughs> Close, but not, not over. So we take away risks from women, and we add risks to men, right? Because men now have to fight massive taxation that is, like, the welfare state is basically the single mother state, right? So we take away these challenges for women. And do they say, wow, this is great, I can finally be at peace? No. Now, when you take away challenge, when you take away natural challenges from people, they just invent artificial ones. Because we are, a, we didn't get to be the apex predators by sitting on our ass in a hammock, for God's sakes. We are a striving, conflict-based, challenging species. You take away our challenges. We hey, don't can we pause it? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so he's, he's not wrong about so much of this stuff again. Um, and, and, but I, I, I want to maybe put it in a new framing, sure. which is that, you know, a lack of challenges and a lack of struggle of some sort, not necessarily meaning pain or like risk of death or anything like that, uh -huh. but some, some amount of struggle and challenge is genuinely healthy for people. And we do, in fact, produce more challenges for ourselves when we don't have them available to us. Sure, so I, 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 I can agree that, to that as well. Yeah, I think most sane people can agree to that or most people who have experienced some amount of adversity uh, or, or have like paid, played a video game <laughs> or something can say that like challenges are, are good. Um, but, and, and people do invent them. That is part of our psychology. Um, but if you look at it from say a Marxian lens, Ooh. this kind of thing doesn't go away. And in fact, that's why we need to have something like a robust, uh, uh, Sorry, uh, I almost said security apparatus, and that's absolutely not what I mean. Uh, <laughs> like a welfare system, a robust welfare oh, system. I was, I was expecting automation. the CIA. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so yeah, like like a robust welfare system and and a safety net and things of the sort, and and automate away uh, a, a lot of the labor that we would have to do, but of course in a very different way. So you're not losing jobs; you're instead you know decreasing your work hours for the same pay, things like that. And and the reason that all of that stuff exists is so that you can find, or one of the reasons, is so that you can find more human challenges for you to manage and for you to experience. Right. And one reason that so many of like the great philosophers are these like old, rich, white guys is because the fact that they were given the time and leisure to sit back and think about these philosophical quandaries. Um, because the fact that when you don't have to worry about not eating or, you know, marrying uh, uh, for money so you can pump out a bunch of kids or anything like that, when you don't have to worry about these things, human beings tend to find challenges that they can undergo that genuinely improve everyone's lives aesthetically, philosophically, socially. It's... It, when, when it's lower risk to start a business, more people are going to start businesses. You know, if you want to look at it from like a capitalistic viewpoint <laughs> or semi-capitalistic. Got to gotta sell it to the capitalists. Right. And and so it's like, you know, he's he's aiming for this whole thing where it's like, no, we, we need to have these challenges. We need to lose our, our teeth and then die from that. Uh, we need to struggle starting fires in the woods um, or else get eaten by bears. Without these challenges, 
life doesn't have any meaning, you know, it's, he's a, he's again, he's a fucking idiot. How many, how many challenges do you think the guy that, uh, uh, grew up to what I would assume is at least middle-class parents and went to uh, school for, uh, English and then uh, the the history of philosophy. How many how many challenges do you think this guy's invented for himself? And, oh, so many. And and are we maybe uh, watching some of the challenges he's invented for himself right now? <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. It, you see, it, it, at first I thought you were going to ask how many challenges do you think he's experienced in his life. Oh and no, no, I don't I, give a shit about that. I, I hope he, right, right. I hope he continues to experience lots of real challenges in his life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but yeah, what I was going to say is that you know I think he's ch- experienced just as many challenges as anyone else, and that's one of those funny things um, where I think that his life for him has seemed just as hard as uh, anyone else who has ever lived, uh, being tormented in a thousand different ways. Uh, but he has such a skewed, bizarre uh, uh, outlook and, and experience of, of reality that it, it seems equal to him. It's like what we were saying before about how, you know, corrupted by privilege kind of thing. Sure. Um, and so he, he really fucking means it when he's talking about the fact that, like, women are ruining the world by, like, fucking guys that, like, spit on the sidewalk or something. That, <laughs> because that's his experience of the world. That that is something I will I will give Molyneux credit for is I I do believe he is genuine when he talks like this, uh, yeah. which is part of what yeah. I believe makes him dangerous. But you know, oh absolutely, he he genuinely does believe all these things as far as I can tell, which is both no. alarming and amusing. Which uh, which as as a very quick aside because it's kind of a non sequitur, but I I did want to point out. Because this is a this is another bugbear for me, but you know you know you know those people that uh, talk about how how difficult it is to be really intelligent and how it makes you <laughs> depressed and all that shit. Nah, dog, that's just depression. These, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's it's really funny because yeah, I mean you can you can anxiously think yourself into like a corner uh, and you can be depressed because you're thinking about things, but. Dude, if you don't realize that dumb people are just as fucking depressed and scared and like worried as you are, you are maybe one of those dumb people. Like it's it's really wild to me that that not that people think that not everyone is just miserable and frightened all the time. I believe and that you like, need to be intelligent to feel that way. I, I want to say somewhere around <laughs> like the uh, the late nineties, early early aughts. Hmm. There was a lot of media and um, and movies that came out that kind of like put the the disaffected, uh, mm-hmm. you know, maybe book smart sort of person uh, in, into like the center frame as as a character, and I feel like that that shaped a lot of people's uh, views of themselves and that like. I'm different than everybody. I'm quirky, whatever. I'm smarter than everybody and nobody gets me. Mm. And, you know, nobody could ever understand how I, how I feel because my feelings are super unique to myself. Right. And I, and I feel like there's, there's a lot of that when people say, you know, uh, being, exactly. being smart is why I'm depressed because I'm, yeah. I just understand so much more about things. Like everybody knows the world's shit. Like, yeah, and it's, it's <laughs> it just people take, it inventing. doesn't take an education to know that the world is shit. <laughs> right. It's just smart, privileged people inventing problems for themselves. 
<laughs> would, yeah. We brought it back. Brought it back. Brought it back to Stephen Molly, who's raising two fingers up in the air right now. I I'm really fucking sad though. Sorry, right, buddy. We're we're yeah, all thanks. sad together, but Dope. separate. <laughs> separate but equal. We get artificial war. Ugh. Now it's not childbirth, and maybe I married the wrong guy, and now my kid has polio. Now it's man's No, it's man's still married the wrong guy. Like yeah. it's, it's completely ridiculous. I don't know if, if I don't know if we can actually survive plenty as as a species. I don't know if we can survive success as a species. Yeah, one or two more. Oh, and, and be, I'm sorry, I was going to do a bit more of a Q&A, but uh, we'll do the whole thing mean? this afternoon at, at 1.30. I've got like two hours. We'll just do a back and forth. But here's the other thing that women need to hear. There is no government. <laughs> Every time he says that women need to hear something. <laughs> What was that? You, yeah. you kind of broke up. Oh, I, I said every time he says, uh, you know, this is another thing women need to hear. It just like cracks me oh, up. Like, dude, yeah, you, you, yeah. He's it's... he's talking to a room full of men. It should be reiterated. And he's yeah, I mean, he's telling who else a room. Is gonna tell them? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. It's uh, no surprise that he can fill this. Uh, this uh, I don't know reception hall full of women um. <laughs> god damn it also, not, not a lot uh, of uh, women were registering for this uh, this talk I assume right no absolutely not absolutely not uh, yeah let's let's keep going yeah law we're can not making good progress sorry like, I mean, you can shoot the messenger all you want, is a fact. And I, look, I've been a manager. I've interviewed probably a thousand people. I've hired probably 100, 150 men. Like, I've, I've done the whole gamut. I know whereof I speak. Can't do it. Why? What's the challenge? Sorry? Well, so yeah, some lack of testosterone, right? <laughs> when did you stop listening? Okay, no, that's fine. Um, so, why, why are women economically less productive than men? Because, yeah, because. Uh, it's not, a, it's not a wage gap, it's an earnings gap. They choose different fields. They choose different fields. Well, I mean, some of those skills you can learn, right? So there's some stuff. But yeah, you a certain amount of aggression. And we've been kind of trained to fight. And now co-opetition is called, like, you cooperate and you fight right together as the capitalist model, right? So men are sort of trained to be aggressive in a fight. Because in the past, like, if, if, you, if you killed, you know, one, I don't know, <laughs> I'm not a hunter, at least I You kill one deer, right? You take it home to your family, the other guy doesn't get the deer. It's like, it's not like a capitalist guy who's talking about a hunting metaphor admits that he's never gone hunting that's great absolutely not yeah <laughs> um, so obviously everything he's saying is like bullshit i mean it, it's, yep. it's not even worth addressing so we'll just push on through yeah that's fair yeah i mean i mean how are you going to argue against such a salient point as you know, women just aren't as economically productive because they're not as aggressive and uh, not as much testosterone. Yeah, right. dude, it, dude, it's it's, it's it's not even worth addressing at that point because it's such a like stupid, he, useless idea. Yeah, and and like his his point begins to self collapse as he says it uh, because it's it's already built on bullshit. But well, this this um, extremely manly guy who knows all this stuff about masculinity right. has never gone hunting in his life, but he's he's but going to talk about in, how men are hunters. <laughs> right, right, and and additionally he he begins to like argue against himself where he says, well, it's all based on like fighting and competition, but yeah. also cooperation and competition. And like, if you just took that one more step further, you'd be like, and women, per my weird bio-truthing shit, are like more cooperative. And so, uh, 
and realize that they're just as part, just as much part of this like bizarre worldview and like economic system. And, and yeah, and even even though this worldview isn't true, he basically yeah. proves himself wrong on his own yeah. merits, which is which is hilarious. It is, and you know, it's 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 one of those applications of like the death of the author thing, where not knowing any of Molyneux's uh, intentions as he explains this kind of stuff. You can probably learn a lot about Molyneux and his intentions by just pretending and and affirming that the things he's saying are in fact the case, and then watching him build this like lopsided world that collapses into itself <laughs> and tells you what's genuinely going on. Yeah. Um, you just, it, I, I mean, it's, it's, I'm, I'm mixed on the whole like let let people say their bad uh, ideas so that people know that they're bad ideas thing because a lot of people just aren't listening to it to begin with. Well, I mean, you've got a, um, you've got a room full but, of people that aren't giving him any sort of critical feedback, you know, that's right. So if, if anyone in this room is actually listening to him, uh, it would fall apart uh, in their heads. It, exactly. But instead it's like, yeah, women yeah, should hear this. Yeah. Uh, uh, my bitch ex-wife was totally like that. That's why bitch is about Twitter peer review. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Which is where most academics are peer reviewed. Um, Absolutely. Let's uh, <laughs> let's continue. Let's think about mounting productivity on both sides. You go kill that deer. You bring it home. The other guy's family is hungry. So we're like, we fight. We fight. Women haven't evolved that way. Women have evolved to basically be protective in numbers around the death magnets called toddlers. And I'm sorry. One more time. I, I, one yeah, more time. I mean, just really quickly. You go ahead. What's up? Uh, yeah. Ahead. I mean, it's. I feel like, and and maybe I, I don't understand what uh, the ancient world was like in other parts of the world, but every time that I, I hear this shit about, like, men sneaking around to, like, get the one deer out in the woods so that other people can't get it kind of thing, yeah, I think that that's a weird misconception of how the ecology, ecology works. Because, per my understanding, we've been more of like herd hunters and anything and everything than than anything else. So and yeah, mixed in with the fact that like the populations were so low back then, I do not think that people were fighting over one fucking deer. That's not a thing. Right. So that that's it's, actually it's what, I was going to, what I was going. What I was going to oh, bring nice. up is that uh, <laughs> you know the er, scarcity er, model is bullshit. <laughs> well, first, yeah, that. Uh, but he's applying a very modern view of the world in which we're, yeah. we're all individualistic. Uh, right, and, right. You know, so right now, you know, we, we have the, the job market is, uh, you know, uh, I believe the term is a, a monopsony, a reverse monopsony, yeah. technically, yeah. Um, in which there are few fewer jobs than people who need jobs. Mm. Uh, especially th this was even before COVID-19 struck and 30 million people lost their jobs. So now the, the deer that we need to hunt is, you know, a job, so to speak. And, right. uh, you know, you, you get the job. The other guy doesn't get the job. There's nothing that can be done about that. But, you know, yep. these these early hunter gatherer societies would have been extremely cooperative because if you're cooperative with the whole tribe that you belong to you you can feed the whole tribe by going yep. on a, a joint hunt together and you know and a deer has so much fucking meat on it yeah, exactly <laughs> animals are covered th in this meat. is this is how you know he's never gone hunting because yeah. i i grew up hunting and you know we we'd bag a deer you know every now and then 
And, and that uh, was like good during, for two meals, right? <laughs> yeah, no, it, <laughs> it, it barely fed us for a day. No, it's uh, that's that's something that you, you if you have a if you have a freezer and you anybody who's a hunter or, or has like hunting friends or or a family that hunts knows that every hunter has a freezer full of of deer meat or mm. or whatever yep. they hunt. And it's always full. It's it's never. That's how Joe Rogan feeds all of his fans. <laughs> oh, okay. They, they don't they don't cook it though. <laughs> right. But every hunter um, has a deer full of or a deer a freezer full of deer meat, and it never and it never goes empty. So yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, just just a, a couple additional things, but just a you know, uh, monopsony is such a great concept, and I feel like uh, a lot of people aren't necessarily aware of what it is, but uh, monopsy just. A monopsony, just for whatever listeners don't want to look it up, is essentially uh, it's a reversal of a, a monopoly, a monopoly, where rather than having one one provider, you have one buyer. Um, right. So, or you know, very limited uh, amount of buyers, so you can just change, uh, you can manipulate prices based on that. Um, but also, you know, it's it's really funny listening to these voluntarist, uh, libertarian, or like just neoliberal arguments for this like aggressive individualism, because of the fact that it 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 again, you know, is like a, a reflexive commentary where they paint this horrible world where everyone is on their own <laughs> and like needs to like kill one another yeah, to eat. Just, well, it's it's a um, fantasy and, to them, and that, really. Right, exactly. Where they they argued the world is, you know, everyone needs to fight to by the fucking the, the skin of their teeth in order to keep themselves alive, so their family doesn't starve, and they have to murder their neighbors, and then they end up using that as a justification for continuing that. It's it's a weird paranoid delusion. That's 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 what most liberalism is based on. They say it's about freedom and and, and things of the sort. When instead, that the individuality that's based that that it's based on. Um, is all about this this fucking horrified paranoia about the way that things are, which isn't how they are, and that justifies how they should be. Um, it's yeah, it's that, that is that really is a weird wild. facet of this, and that he he it, the the world view doesn't line up with reality. First off, uh, and no. most people are not out to get each other. Nobody is. I mean, there there are a few people who are bad people, I guess, who are constantly assholes trying. Exist. Yes, assholes exist, but by and large, society is not constantly trying to wrestle with itself or try to fuck over the other guy. Like that's that's not yeah. people's motivation in life, uh, yeah. primarily. From you know my experience. I, I totally agree. As, as like pessimistic and cynical as both of us can be, I think that we both more or less agree that. Uh, uh, while human nature may not necessarily be good or even a thing, uh, you know, to be uh, postmodern about it, uh, that it's gen, it's genuinely not. Uh, you know, we're not in the Predator movies. <laughs> <laughs> sure, right. <laughs> this isn't battle royale. Like people, I mean, if 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 you and I are starving in the same neighborhood, I'll, I'll fucking feed you just because you're a person. Thanks, dog. Appreciate yeah, it, bro. Anyway. Enough yeah. of that shit. Scares. <laughs> why I had to sign. They knew I was a guy up here. That's why I had to sign something. I had to plunge off the stage like Steve Tyler side. But, but um, so women have evolved to be more nurturing. And women are statistically they score much higher in neuroticism, which sounds bad, but it's not because you have to worry about toddlers. You've got a whole bunch of toddlers. They're all going in different directions. Uh, it's dangerous. Even in you know there's no predators and so on, right? 
So yeah, there's that. They, they choose fields that are less. Uh, and, and come on, they have babies. They have babies. Come on. You know, Forty percent of the women who took MBAs don't even work in business. I mean, I do this call-in show. I've done it for a long time, and women call in. No one uses their oh, degree. Yeah, I was gonna say nobody who has an <laughs> MBA uses their MBA for business. <laughs> Even, yeah, even business people don't use their MBAs. It's just bullshit. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's the lowest common denominator of degree. Uh, last I checked, so hell yeah. Yeah, not not everybody's using that degree. I would say probably the statistics are uh, pretty even across the the male female uh, uh, divide there. Right. Studied to be a doctor, and then you know, after I had my baby, I just wanted to stay home. And I'm torn, because I'm glad she's staying home, breastfeeding, you know, eye contact, skin contact, great for babies. But at the same time, no concept. I've had lots of women call him this topic, and not one woman has said this. But I'll tell you this, I feel really, really bad that society spent a million and a half dollars to train me as a doctor, and I'm not even practicing. <laughs> not one. Fuck. Well, I feel better at home, you see. And that's the end of the story. And it's like, I just see a... <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I'm, I'm just... I'm laughing so hard about the implication that like he won't look a baby in the eyes. <laughs> That's so awesome. Sorry, go on. Oh, I don't know, man. I was just just, just the idea that you know every woman who is a doctor and had a baby gave up on being a doc. I, right. I've had plenty of lady doctors in my life who uh, I knew had kids, and um, they they right. were they were still doctoring. That's that's how doctoring works. That's uh, that's He's, actually I how mean, a lot of careers work uh, for women. Right. They have a baby and they continue on in their careers, and they, you know, and, really you know, the, the issue. And and I, I I would bet that he is totally and completely against this, but he is hmm. probably against. Uh, extending, um, you know, like uh, what what is it called? Uh, uh, maternal leave. Right. Right. Like giving giving women yeah. more rights to 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 have that extended maternal leave so that they can get that eye contact and skin contact, which is good for babies. Right. Uh, yeah. He he's totally against like maternity leave. I'm pretty sure he's against like stay at home dads. Oh, for uh, sure. And. Uh, he is uh, almost definitely against like using a fucking nanny, um, well, Dorian, which you know that's that's complicated. But he's he's against stay-at-home dads because he, as a man, is out here hunting for for the deer. That's <laughs> he's going, hunting for hot dicks. <laughs> he's he's hunting for the deer that's going to feed his family for two days. <laughs> Hell yeah. And he got it. Yeah, he's got the deer. A guy coughing up his lungs on a sidewalk because he can't get to a doctor because we're missing a doctor. Okay, stop. Do you know stop. How yeah, now that immediately just I, cut I, I, I forgot that was coming. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's... he. W w what, a, what a weird misinterpretation of the way that the medical system is broken, that like we don't have enough lady doctors <laughs> or we don't have enough doctors because women are like taking care of their kids instead. Yeah, so it's it's weird that you know he talks about all these. Uh, you know, he he recently just brought up the the voluntary relationships between men and women, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it, but he seems to be vehemently against uh, women becoming doctors because of the chance that they might have a baby and then decide to no longer be doctors and. Um, yeah somehow uh, society spent a million and a half dollars training them to be a doctor 
I, I don't know uh, exactly the how loans doctor, that they'll ever pay back. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I I don't understand why he's saying society has uh, has paid for that because my my right. experience is that most uh, most doctors end up having to spend a significant portion of their careers paying their their student loans back. Exactly. Um, exactly. And and if any lady doctor who uh, was you know trained to be a doctor using a million and a half dollars just decides to no longer doctor i'm pretty sure she's not going to be able to pay that back and that's going to be right. bad for her right and, i don't know and yeah and and so and also as if like as if a woman who got you know she got some kind of medical degree and became like a surgeon or whatever whatever stopped being a surgeon to have a child um and and like was in a relationship with a man who's also not paying into anything. It's it's a confusing painting that that he paints because it's like, well, no, she would probably just have the guy take care of the kid um, in that case so that she could work. But it's it, it loops, loops back into that. But he's also doing something like something that's really sinister and bizarre with his logic here because you have to think about like what he's what he's actually arguing for or against with this. And I don't think he's arguing against the existence of, uh, I mean, he's, he's certainly not against stay at home moms. Right. So he doesn't have a problem with women, you know, taking care of kids instead of being doctors. And his comments previously about like women in India and things like that, becoming engineers and stuff because of, I don't know, he makes up some bullshit for that. Um, he seems to be fine with that existing as well. Um, so long as it's in like a, a weird segmentary structured, uh, patriarchal society, I guess, uh, he's cool with it. But what he seems what what all of this, the, the only logic in the middle of this, when I, when I think about like what he's actually saying shouldn't happen is he's saying that women shouldn't get educated as a doctor or with a fake degree or anything of the sort like no, that's, 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 that's that's the only kernel here well yeah that's what i was saying he seems to be against women doctors or women becoming doctors um and, women and ex- being educated in any way though well yeah and expanding on that it's it's basically that it, women choose bad degrees uh they they aren't when they as, choose they, good ones. It's <laughs> well, they aren't as productive. Well, yeah, even if they choose a good one, they aren't as productive as men. Um, they're a burden to society whenever they get an education. Yet yeah, he, he is completely against uh, educating uh, or women achieving education of any kind of sort. Right. It, yeah, it's really it's really bizarre. Uh, and and like I I didn't really think that hard about where all this pointed before because of, of course he's trying to say the women belong in the kitchen and whatnot yeah and of, of, of course like that's that's the whole that's the conceit to this whole thing is that women should be women um and men should be everything else or whatever they want to be um <laughs> but but i i never really considered the fact that he he maps out these contradictory expectations and, and then shuts them all down because he's literally just saying the women shouldn't be educated. Yeah. And do you know, um, this, this is one of my favorite little, uh, uh, like psychoanal- uh, psychoanalysis facts or, or like, uh, fun things. Uh, cause it applies to things outside of psychoanalysis as well. But Freud has this thing called 
kettle logic. Mm-hmm. So kettle logic is uh, something that liars do. And so if uh, if you come over to my house and I've borrowed a kettle from you and you notice that it's sitting on my stovetop and it's broken uh, and you confront me about it, what I'm going to say is I'm going to say, that's not your kettle. You broke it and it's not broken. <laughs> like he's going to say right. everything that he can in contradictory ways in order to convince you that it's not a thing. Uh, and and because of the fact that he's covered all of his bases, despite the fact that it's saying three lies at the same time, right. <laughs> uh, that's how it functions. And that's what he's doing here with women being educated, where he's doing a kettle logic thing through all of it, where it's like, no, they shouldn't do it because of all these contradictory things that I probably don't believe, or yeah. I do believe in a weirdly pathological way. Um, and so please don't let women get degrees. It's fucked. It's cool. Yeah. Super cool guy, Stephen Muller. Super cool guy. <laughs> anyway, sorry. yeah, I've got uh, I've got nothing to add to that really. Um, but yeah, it's uh, good times. <laughs> Speaking of good times, let's listen to this guy. Many female engineers. I wanted to study engineering, but now I'm in sales. Now I do pharmaceutical. It's real estate, you know, because engineering doesn't care about your lipstick. But if you look good on a park bench, you can sell a house, right? Jesus Christ. So society as a whole is pouring a lot of money into training women who generally often don't do what they're, what society is trying to do. If the woman was paying her own freight, it's like, okay, well, it's your money or whatever, right? But as a taxpayer, you know, we men. Okay, okay. So yeah, he just he just confirmed exactly what you were saying. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy. And, and you know, his, his continual... Uh, his continual insistence on, like, society is paying women's way through all of this is right right nonsense yeah. it's like he doesn't understand economies or uh or right. education or anything Ooh. What'd, you, what'd you just crack open over there buddy don't worry about it don't worry about it it's horse tranquilizer crack my uh, yeah <laughs> crack it open my ketamine yeah <laughs> All right. Well, I hope it's a good ketamine. And, you know, men are way... I mean, I'll be in a hall. And women are way withdrawers from the tax system. I mean, the modern democracy is just a gynocentric vote-buying mechanism for women. Uh The other thing that I wanted to say Uh is, empirically, you're all not that attached to your kids. Empirically, you're not that attached to your kids. What? Evolutionarily speaking, we can understand that. So a woman who was not at all attached to her kids wouldn't take care of them. The kids would die genetically ahead, right? A woman who's overly attached to her kids, who will fight to the death to protect them should some other tribe come over the hill and kill off the men, what happens to her? Yeah, she's killed. Right? If she can't what? be taken as a war prize. And listen, I'm not, I don't, it's terrible, but women choose to do that rather than the men's fate, which is just to be killed. So you all know, like, pride of lions, a woman has a female lion. Uh, yeah. Yeah. W- women, women choose to do that. The... the <laughs> the idea that you have choice when you know a gun or a sword or a spear is held up to your throat like mm-hmm. what a dumb fucking thing to say <laughs> yeah it's it's incredibly dumb women it's, who are um, overprotective get killed and so you know some women choose choose to <laughs> to become war prizes because that's better than dying yeah and that's it's, that's it's, the right um, way a woman should be Mind you, is, is what part of the argument is here, is he thinks that that's what women should have done in that circumstance. Right, which is which is especially funny because it's like, I feel like 
in a slightly tweaked world, he would be arguing for taking women as war prizes, and that it it would be like their place to well, willfully submit to that. Well, he's arguing it in the, in the opposite sense. Right, exactly. He's, he's um, arguing it from a different perspective, but yes, he absolutely believes yeah. that. Well, I mean, and you have to think of it this way. I would assume he would, uh, he would believe that, you know, if a woman doesn't get taken as a war prize, even if the man doesn't kill her, how is she ever going to provide for her children? Right, right. Um, and then there's, again, this, this um, really static uh, perception of how human beings function, which, of course, makes sense for people that have, like, no mental flexibility uh, <laughs> despite their acrobatics. Right. Um, but this idea that a person's priorities and wants and needs and emotions and stuff like that don't shift and change based on context and, and it's the same kind of logic that makes him think that there can only be one type of like one plane of challenges and everything else is illegitimate mm-hmm. um, that like a woman can uh, in one context and independently of any kind of like categorical description of, of, of how this should be um, in one context be willing to sacrifice herself for her kids or whatever and in another one be willing to like let the kid die or, or whatever to save herself because of the fact that people make complex um, reasonings, um, including emotions, which are part of reason uh, in order to make different choices and that things are going to vary. So, yeah, people will make various choices and make different sacrifices and, or, or, or accept different sacrifices in different contexts. And that says really very little about the whole of a human being. Um, mm. It's bizarre. Um Modernist thinking sucks. It's, just, it's <laughs> really, um, I, I can't, I can't believe thinking that you think while remaining so linear and inflexible to use the word again uh, about any of the things that you believe or, or perceive about something. It's, it's dumb. <laughs> it is very dumb. And it doesn't seem fun. <laughs> it doesn't seem fun either. No, it's just yeah. Yeah. Robot it's, bullshit. It, it's definitely a miserable sort of worldview. Yeah. And these, these people, they, they seem to think that, that the facts and reason crew and, uh, on, you know, on the, on the right, they, the intellectual they this, dark web. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, yeah. I, I don't know if it's overlap or if it's just a circle Venn diagram, but, um, but this, this, yeah, this facts and reason discourse and this idea that like only this weird type of logic and reason that really are neither uh, is the only way to function in the world and the facts don't care about your feelings and all that stuff. What, what they're essentially saying is that people should think like robots uh, or computers and and outside of any kind of like, well, you know, we should be humans and run through the fields or whatever the fuck. Um, the reason that it's really dumb is that computers, if you've ever, ever interacted with one, um, they're just really fucking fast idiots. They sure, are stupid. Yeah. Computers are stupid, and they want us to think like slow computers. <laughs> <laughs> it's asinine. Anyway, that's what I got. No, no, that's good. It's good. It's, uh, we have not made much uh, much progress, but we're... We got we got nine minutes left, so we're halfway through, right? Yeah. And I think there's like a little bit of like there's yeah, probably I'm sure some there's kind some, of some credits at the end or something. Yeah. 
I think we're doing it. We got this, baby. doing this, like, this is how it works. But a female lion, she has cubs, right? And if, if her male lion, like male husband lion. Oh, oh, this is, this is some of my favorite stuff. When, uh, <laughs> when they try to relate uh, human psychology to uh, animals. This is, this, right. is, this, is, this is that good shit. And whatever gets killed it's or, so or good. by another lion, uh, what does the new lion do? That's the first thing he does. He kills the cubs, right? Absolutely. And so women who are like, you can't touch those cubs, I will fight to the death to protect them, those genes didn't last. So women have to be both attached to their kids and willing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I fucking hate these people. <laughs> Dude, yeah. It, uh, lobsters, dog. Lobsters, lions, and, and lobsters and this lions. is this is something I said when we were talking about Jordan Peterson, right? Like he would totally make the argument that since lions, whenever they take over a pride, kill the cubs. Then there's some some human crossover there, and this is Stefan Molyneux right. is doing exactly what I what I said. Jordan Peterson would probably agree with, and it's, yeah, it's and just so fucking dumb. Like, and it's to, so easy to refute. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, like, birds, yeah. like starlings, are all like constantly interacting and cooperating in complex ways. Bees exist. I don't bees. like what the fuck. Bees, bees motherfuckers. Exist. Like, yeah, that's that's the best argument against this, like, lion lobster bullshit is just, like, walk in and say, did you know bees? That's it. <laughs> just bees. Just bees, man. Just bees. I mean, <laughs> then there's plenty of other species of animals that uh, don't uh, yeah. kill off their, uh, I guess, predecessors young. I mean. Right. And, you know, he seems to be making the argument here that... Uh, I don't know. Just trying trying to equate what a lion does in some way yeah. to human behavior is just batshit insane. Like this is a it, yeah a several hundred pound killing machine versus Stefan Molyneux's <laughs> understanding. <laughs> right. You know, I I think that um, because we we have we have some similarities in that we like stand on our hind legs and we do have like a uh, generally like um, uh, heteronormative uh, mating rituals and things like that and, and complex like social engagements having to do with like facial recognition and things like that, that human beings and mantids are actually <laughs> essentially identical. And so after having sex, a woman should eat uh, her partner's head. Stefan Mantineau is uh, very Mantineau. upset that uh, women eat the, the the male mantids head after after uh, procreating. Yeah. Because really, mantids, uh, you know, they're related and when to you think about it, in a far off What way, does a woman so do after after do you procreate? After after you you fertilize her eggs? What what does what does a woman do? She tears off your head and eats it. Ha! If only, dude. If only. Yeah, I know that that would be a that would be a just existence. God. Yeah. Just fucking kill me, please. I'm just going to fantasize, do a, do a little yeah, slow let's... jerk while we watch the rest of this. Okay. Well, try to, no, try to mute the mic. Direction. Yeah, try to mute the mic <laughs> okay. where appropriate. You need to cut that attachment on a dime if it serves for genetic survival. But again, these are just harsh conditions of evolution, right? And that's why women tear up over Hallmark piano images of babies and mothers and cuddling and so on. But then after Roe v. Wade, it's just like a firing squad for fetuses. Oh my god. Right? Is it 50 million? Oh, nice. Oh, you see now the West is underpopulated, so we need to bring every one in from the Middle East. Africa. Too bad. If only we had 50 million people here. But you see, women. Uh, yeah. 
Uh, I mean, we covered a lot of the abortion stuff before, right? So. Yeah, I mean, I would just like to address the uh, the bringing in people from Africa snipe. Yeah. That's shitty. That's it's so dumb. That's not the reason immigration exists. Immigration doesn't exist because we're underpopulated. That's the no. dumbest fucking shit I've ever heard. That's so dumb. And, yeah. yeah, there's there's no other way to say it. Immigration exists because we're we're a country that, you know, supposedly values the melting pot of society and we take all all people who want to well we, theoretically we take all right. people who right. want to, you know, participate in the quote unquote great experiment <laughs> that is America. Yeah. Uh, I mean the, like the closest it's, to it's, him it's, being it's a nation mm. of immigrants. Literally, right, right. The the closest to him being right, and part of why we are in fact a nation of immigrants from like a really really cynical standpoint, sure. is simply because of the fact that by allowing people from like less fortunate circumstances to come over here, you have people that you can manipulate uh, economically. Oh yeah, yeah. But that sure. has nothing to do with like your the, population. The and, immigration. Like, well, I mean. And always the the, the Irish yeah. were slaves. Yeah, you're right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, the, the uh, Irish and the Chinese. Th- that'll Black actually people. be uh, our next uh, three part series. Will be the Fuck Irish yes. slavery. <laughs> Dude, that would be so dope. I don't <laughs> want to do that. I don't want to do that It'd at be all. So, it would be so. <laughs> good. so dope, dog. Okay. Dude, come on. Bro. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll just we'll, we'll do the whole thing with uh, with Boondock Saints playing in the background. Oh yeah, that's a that's a movie that people watch. Dude, and they're always the people that bitch about how much it sucks to be smart. <laughs> Bro, the why, dumbest why you, fucking hot just, couch guy. Why don't you just fucking go vigilante on all the bad people? <laughs> you know, I would totally join the the Marine Corps like you did, Mike. But if a uh, one of those if a drill sergeant yelled at me, yeah. first off, <laughs> I'd knock him out, it's uh, it's drill instructor, not drill sergeant. They can be no. they can be different ranks than just sergeant. So. Why 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 do I have drill sergeant in my head? Is that uh, drill sergeant is, is that an thing? army thing? I think. Uh, okay. I don't know. Whatever. It's, it's dumb. It, yeah, it sucks. <laughs> don't join the Marine Corps. Well, I mean, like I said, I can't. Yeah, because if know. a drill instructor got in your face, you would punch him out. Yeah. Fuck yeah, I'd kill Fuck him. Fuck yeah, fucking brutalize him, bro. Be, be in the brig for the rest of my life. You and have to you kill all the guards. When, when you get me up against the wall, I go to a dark place, and all of a sudden these things just start coming out of me, and there's nothing that can be done yeah. to stop me. I mean, like, my, uh... I I've, also, heard, I've heard know, people I've, talk I've, like that before, and it fucking makes me cringe. No, yeah, it's all, it's all the same people. Yeah, it's... it's, it's uh, you know, I, I joined the MMA, but, like, I, my, my punches would just fucking... Yeah, I don't think I could control myself. I don't think I could control myself, dude. I just, I just let... Whenever I get in that mindset, I just go crazy. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I just I just black out. It's not even about... <laughs> it's not even about the training or experience uh-huh. or anything, man. It's just... I just got these, these feelings in me. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. like the Joker... Joker pie. <laughs> I'm the Joker, baby. <laughs> yeah. That'll uh, that'll be the the end of this video. We'll play that clip real quick, and then and then we'll go on to to the other stuff we talked about. <laughs> Works for me. There's there's a special treat at the end of this video, guys. Look at the cleanser. That'll still make you sad. Oh yeah, it'll definitely make you sad. 
I think we just missed some of Stefan's words, but they don't matter. So let's go on. I'm not saying it's not emotionally difficult and all of that, but I'm talking about sort of the end choice and what we empirically know. If women cared more about their children, then some politician would come up and say, sorry, ladies, we're in debt. We cannot afford all these social programs. We have to cut that. <laughs> Otherwise, your children are going to be literal economic slaves, mostly the Chinese bankers. You'd think the women would say, oh, man, you know, I got that kid, I got him his shots, God help us. And, but, but, wait a minute, maybe group house, so I want that kid to have economic opportunities when he grows up. So yes, we've got to do the. Do we, do we need to? Do we no. need to comment on this? Okay. <laughs> so this debt is catastrophic. The unfunded liabilities in America, 180 trillion dollars. So if women really care, and men have a deficiency in this too, but we, you know they don't have as much sentimentality about the mother, like the father-child bond, the mother-child bond. But if women really cared about their kids, they'd be marching in the streets saying, "Hey, man, these schools are terrible. This debt is absolutely unacceptable. We cannot vote to enslave our children." Okay. Okay. Um. Where do you want to start? <laughs> the uh, the debt of the nation has no impact on uh, anybody's lives. Yeah, that's yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's that is one. a very good place to start. Yeah, we, we are <laughs> we are, however many trillions of dollars in debt as a nation. Um, that that has no. Uh, I I'm not paying that off. I don't mm. think I don't think you're paying that off. Uh, not not recently. No, I, well, I don't think anybody is paying that off. Even if you pay taxes, it's oh, it's, it's that something that yeah. that can yeah. only <laughs> grow in mm-hmm. size. The debt can only grow in size because of how a fiat currency works, and it right. has right. legitimately no impact on anybody's lives. So Nothing. so the <laughs> idea that you know we're we're however trillions of dollars in debt. I think he said 180 trillion which I'm not sure is the the correct it figure. Doesn't matter. <laughs> but it doesn't matter because it's it's all made up. Um yeah. It, uh, and he he Almost, he's again tantalizingly close to making a point, which is that, <laughs> sure. um, and, and and people actually do go out onto the streets complaining about how much our schools that suck. Was, and how that much, was going to uh, be the second thing I brought up is right. uh, that's that's yeah. actually something people do bring up, and uh, and they should, and they should absolutely they should, and uh, and you know what I I think that uh, uh, people who genuinely care about uh, the the coming generations, uh, their children or other people's children should in fact uh, be trying to uh, uh, make the, the schools and the economic system uh, more more just and, and, and fair and equitable. And I think that uh, he's, Stefan Molyneux is entirely correct that we need to uh, all gather up together and do the best that we can in order to um, collapse uh, capital. That, uh, that's what he's saying, right? I don't think that's where he's going to go strike? with this. <laughs> I don't think that's where he's going to go with this, uh, because the the fun fact (laughs) about libertarians is that uh, underneath all those layers of of freedom and choice, uh, there's there's a very um, strong sense of the state and obeying it. Uh, so, it's so funny. So he would. So he's he's advocating for uh, marches in the streets uh, against. Um, Poor, poor schools and more national debt but I, I think if he ever saw something like that uh, he would be upset by it yeah well it's it's so funny how ANCOMs and libertarians uh, can like or anarcho-capitalists whatever the fuck it is ANCOMs and ANCAPs can argue so much of the same stuff but that one of them can be so much more wrong and evil <laughs> and dumb <Right. laughs> I mean, an- ANCAPs are 
and and this is short for anarcho-capitalist. Um, yes. ANCAPs are essentially just fascists with like extra steps and like a, a, a illusion, no, I, I we, a, an illusion of freedom. Right. I think we figured this out last time where it's actually uh, ANCAPs are just fascism with less steps. Um, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it can, it, it's more mental steps, less less actual steps, less hegemonic steps, and so you have to like make those choices instead of society making it for you. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> nice. For the sake of avoiding the occasional tough decision in the here and now, that's wrong. No, see, women can't do that because now there's so many single mothers that if you cut back the welfare state, they don't come with free money for their boyfriends. What? So, to help with the kids, it's mommy's needs that matter. And there's evolutionary reasons for that, but we gotta strip away the sentimentality and say, listen, men want taxes to go down, women want taxes to go up, because women take taxes and men pay taxes on average. And the reason why we can't have a reasonable government, the reason we can't have freedom, is because mama needs the money and doesn't care how it affects the kids. And the last thing I'll say, since I enjoy speaking my mind, and I hope that you enjoy it as well, okay. no. free speech, man. Free speech is uh, yes. the whole reason free why we have civilization. The whole reason, every progress that we've had, you know, property rights, the end of slavery, universal suffrage, whether it's progress or not remains to be seen, but oh, intensely. Fuck you. That Fuck you. Was, yeah, that's awesome. I forgot they said that one. Yeah, I knew they like implied it in weird ways. I, I but forgot that too. Uh, just, it's, it's, it's fun off. that like we, we remember so much of the logic here, but there's so, so many things that are like oh, so yeah. abominable. We just like pack them out for a moment. <laughs> This uh, this talk is is so you know like I said earlier it, it it's meandering it's incoherent it it never really actually achieves any kind of points nothing like what what is what is his thesis here uh is his thesis is mask off time universal suffrage is wrong and women should make babies no no that's that's just what he said in like the last couple of minutes what what is from from <laughs> beginning to end what has been his thesis oh. this entire time uh be shitty to women was that a thesis <laughs> i guess in his case it's what he believes a thesis is but right. like this he, he has no he has no thesis here no. he he is no, not no. making any kind of effort to combine all of these things into a salient point that he can deliver he is right. just shotgunning here and shotgunning there and picking out of the air whatever he can grab just to be shitty to women yeah and i mean it's 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 symptomatic of uh what we've what we've been touching on that seems to be the theme this time which is that his his reasoning isn't based on anything that's that's coherent or builds off of itself it's all based on a series of like hateful hot takes that he has stitched together into like the world's most misogynistic quilt like that, that is something I, I i haven't seen in this video when it's zoomed misogynistic out quilts. no 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 um, i haven't seen in this video whether or not he's got like a teleprompter or anything i don't think he does no from, because from, he's just cause he's, jumping cause he's around. Not, yeah he's not looking at anything in particular as he's talking to kind of like catch up on his notes right. This is just a stream of consciousness from a, a ch- shitty brain full of worms. Yeah, yeah and, and the, the thing that's so sad uh, uh, about this on like a logical level um, is that uh, the reason that like 
right, you know, right wing thinking uh, like this is able to proliferate, especially in like online spaces, is because of the fact that you don't require any kind of like more complex if then uh, logic or, or anything to really build upon, and that everything can be turned into these kind of bite sized morsels, which the left is getting better at again, but. Um, but you don't need a larger, more coherent sequence of cascading thoughts. You just need to have enough of these bizarre uh, and and ultimately hateful ideas that you can just kind of toss together in a ball and then say that they're connected. And they are connected in like more in deeper, like subconscious ways, uh, and maybe some conscious ones. But in the in the end, none of it is actually built on anything that that builds off of any of the other thoughts. Right. Uh, that's, and that's why it can function as conservatism because it it doesn't require any movement forward or anything like that. It's just looking at this weird nonsense modernistic viewpoint of how history and, and, and society work and then picking and choosing from that and you know tossing it together. Yeah. Um, so it's all meandering. Any kind mm -hmm. of like talk about conservatism, uh, unless it's specifically about like demand curves or something, and economics is kind of this way too, uh, from my experience. But it's just based on uh, a bucket of talking points. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just misconceptions. It's like reaching into a bucket and pulling out a vignette covered in shit. Right. And like, so you can, and, and, and I feel like the best way to take apart any one of his arguments during especially this one, and I think last uh, the last chance we did as well, <clears throat> seems to be simply uh, listening to his point and then describing where it goes, right? Yeah, uh, just describing he where said, it he goes. He said a thing, and, what's the logic of it? And also comparing and it to start. something he said maybe like two or three points ago, or sometimes exactly. even just one point ago, and being like, do these two worldviews match up with each other? No, they don't. Uh, yeah. You've just and it's, you said know, something it, incredibly contradictory and stupid. Right, which is why it fits so well into the neoliberal scheme, because he's thinking of thoughts the same way he thinks about people where they're, they're not interconnected and they are independent and they are all supposed to exist upon their own merits inside of a vacuum and that any kind of too much interaction between any of one of them, I guess, is going to corrupt it because it genuinely would corrupt all of his thoughts here because they would fall apart when being compared to one another. Uh, right. As soon as you try to build a system off of it, it falls apart. And it's, it's a fun allegorical kind of look about how his brain works and why he can't uh, recognize that I don't know, like maybe a social uh, social security system uh, would, is good. <laughs> Coincidentally, uh, it's very libertarian of him to have a series of beliefs that have put together and tried to uh, you try to make it into a system that would fall apart. Like building a car joke or like factories. <laughs> no, just just the the the, the ideas oh, yeah. that make up libertarianism and the fact that libertarian oh, sure. doesn't libertarianism never fucking works in practice because uh, no, absolutely not. Yeah, because because complex systems have a way of uh, overpowering systems that aren't systems. Uh, <laughs> oh, right. Okay. So if you're a libertarian, uh, monopsonies and monopolies form and uh, private security uh, firms and things like that, and then ruin uh, your state and turn it well ruin your stateless society and turn it into a state yeah. because of the fact that coherent worldviews work better uh, even if they're not conscious uh, work better than, than nonsense <laughs> it almost seems like collectivism is uh, <laughs> advantageous <Innate>. yeah. <laughs> right 
Good, good stuff. Five good. minutes. Yeah. Eat all the time. Everybody thinks it's the craziest and worst idea. Every, every moral progress is hate speech to begin with. Why, why do we have what? hate speech threatening? What? Well, I mean, it's in Europe, it's in Canada, it's, it's threatening in the US. Why do we have hate speech? And why did we have free speech until female suffrage? What? It's an interesting mm -hmm. question. <laughs> <laughs> it may not shock you to know. And the theory goes a little something like this. Women, not super great at debating. Women, not super great at admitting they're wrong. Okay, I've forgotten what he says next, but I'm going to make a I'm going to make a bet here. And yeah. he's he's going to do the uh, the Jordan Peterson thing, um wherein he says women aren't good at debating and you need to punch him. Part of the reason is because they they uh, they know that you can't hit them, and you know that you can't hit them. Right. Um, which is almost exactly what uh, Jordan Peterson said in an interview once. Um, yeah, because because you can't use violence against that. Because you can't unquote, use violent, female violence society, against them. Or female insanity. Rather. And men are good at debating uh, because they understand that both of them could be a threat to each other. And so they don't want to get into a physical confrontation because they're not sure who's the better man sometimes, or you know maybe it'll yeah. maybe it'll it'll hurt to get into a physical confrontation. Um, so so we're better at using our words because of that. Which I'm pretty <laughs> sure earlier he said something about how women are more social. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> so this is this is this is this isn't what he said yet, but this is what I I, I feel like he's going to say because I, I have forgotten this next part, but I think I think he's leading into it. That seems fair. Yeah. Now if you want to get engaged in societal debates and you're not very good at debating, but you can't admit that you're wrong, what do you want? To silence the opposition. <laughs> Do not have certain questions raised. If you can't answer the argument and you can't stand the argument, censorship is what you want. And when I was growing up and I, I debated and fought ferociously on all these moral topics with my friends, even from sort of mid-teens onwards, some of them went on to become professors and lawyers and so on, right? We never thought of bursting into tears. We never thought of being offended. Like that would be embarrassing. You know, I can't answer mm. your argument on corporal punishment. I'm just upset. <laughs> We never thought, wow, that's a really good argument about the benefits of colonialism, but I bet you have a tiny dick. <laughs> Can you imagine? Hey, Mike. I didn't even Real quick question for him. Yeah. Buddy, um, have you ever uh, insulted a man while arguing with him? That's almost primarily how I argue. <laughs> Okay, good, good, good to know. It's, pro um, it's probably my yeah. uh, escalated levels of estrogen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that sounds right. I just wanted to check. I have no reason. Yeah. Um, how about you, Dorian? Have you ever insulted somebody while while arguing with them? <laughs> no, oh. absolutely okay. not. Well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if if anyone knows me uh, from yeah. online, I don't. From online, from the online space. From online, from the interweb. Um, yeah, I I really hate being. Uh, unnecessarily cruel to people that say dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what? I've always known that about you. You've you've got a very uh, yeah. very respectful uh, demeanor about you. That's what you like about me. Yeah, it's, it's one of my favorite <laughs> things about you. That's why you're my bro. <laughs> so I, I think I think I may have been wrong in my my estimation of what he was going to say. Um, 
he hasn't he hasn't yeah, talked about <laughs> yeah, well yeah he hasn't talked specifically about violence yet so i'm gonna go ahead and own up to that um until maybe he does say that and then i'll i'll uh i'll be victorious in this uh, guessing yep. game of mine. Sometimes it's good to admit that you're wrong, even if in a very deep and real way you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, he's he's <laughs> basically saying that uh, you know, w- women break down into tears and manipulate men that way. So that's that's its I, own cool sort of uh, uh, point right. that he's making. You know, my, my favorite thing about the uh, like the the violence um, argument that these people make mm-hmm. is that um, they're it's kind of, it's kind of a, a mix of things. But one has to wonder if it's because uh, they want things to change and they, they don't want they wish that no, no guy like bullied them or if they just really want to hit women or <laughs> or like how you how do you square all this? Um, like how, how should we change this, uh, this violence dichotomy? Um, but then that's, that's another thing with this kind of more modernistic conservative thinking is that, uh, it's largely predicated on pointing out, uh, a wrong thing about how reality is. And then saying that because things are a certain way that they should be away, which you, we've covered that. Yeah, for sure. Dope. Dope. <laughs> So I think that, you know, occasionally I get called a misogynist, which is not an argument. Of course. <laughs> it's not an argument to call me a misogynist. Yeah, it's, it's not being made as an argument. You're just a misogynist. <laughs> is that the first time that he's, he said his uh, not an argument line during this? Uh, I mean, like, no. in, in explicit words? No, no? I, I don't think so. Yeah. All right. My, I just got brainworms now. No, it's no, no. It, it, this whole thing's such a blur, man. That's like I said, I, I was yeah. dreading this all day because I, I just knew it was going to be more of everything I hate. Just kind of... Oh man, somebody just drove by playing some loud music. I hope hope that didn't come through on the speakers. But, I don't hear uh, anything. Okay, cool. Guess we're good then. Uh, I will continue. Yeah. It's a really, really great argument about the welfare state, but clearly you hate women. No, see, the thing mm-hmm. is, I actually love and respect women. Ah, the real yes. misogynists the real are the ones misogynists. who hold the truth from women. The ones who pander to women out of fear. The ones who doom women to a life of lovelessness and loneliness. You know, 25% of women in the West are on antidepressants after 40. About the same proportion of childless. Female alcoholism is on the rise. How many men? Do you know? It's an amazing <laughs> statistic. I think it's even bigger than what is claimed. No, 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 no. See, it's not all right to talk about lonely single men and call them incels <laughs> because that's wrong. Right. Because that's, that's mocking men and you don't mock men. No, no. Because that's how well, because, that's how uh, you uh, that's how you corrupt, how you them. corrupt them. Yes. <laughs> yeah, see, I, <laughs> a fellow student of Molyneux, I see. Yeah, we all get it. We're, we're smart. Yeah. That, <laughs> I, I don't worry that this is going to poison my brain, except for like in a really ironic way where I start repeating some of this stuff um, in in like a, <laughs> a, a completely joking manner. But that yeah. that's that's also not great. <laughs> Right. Yeah, there was like there was a phase when I was in my teens where I was ironically saying LOL. Uh, and it, uh, and it now, stuck now you yeah, while. now you gonna fuck with it. Women would prefer being diagnosed with cancer to being lonely. I sure of women would rather <laughs> and I had a cancer diagnosis. I would have chosen loneliness myself, but that's just me, right? <laughs> Because, you know, you can choose the cancer for him. Yeah, I'd choose the cancer for him, too. But 
We, but by withholding the truth from women, we're not treating them with respect. We're not treating them as equals. We are dooming them through our silence and through sometimes our cowardice. And I say this for myself as well. There are some topics I find tough to bring up. We are dooming them to a life of loneliness. We are dooming them to a life of depression, of anxiety. <laughs> Since feminism, female unhappiness has gone up and up and up and up and up. So, you know, when I say, oh, you know, but women don't care enough about their children to blah, 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 right? Do we care enough about our women to say, damn the torpedoes? Let them call them tiny torpedoes. I'm going in. And I'm going to tell the truth. Ooh. Oh, don't go in. Don't get in. You got to ask. With the tiny torpedoes. Kids yeah. Women go to work and therefore foreign strangers raise, raise the children. There's no transmission of Western culture. That's it. It's done. Western culture. Do women love their children enough to vote for more women? I think it's possible. Do we love women enough to save everything by telling them the truth? I'll leave that in your hands. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Stefan. Oh, awesome. <clears throat> Holy shit, we did it. Uh, yeah, any any uh, parting thoughts before we wash our minds of this? Um, just fuck. Uh, <laughs> just fuck. <laughs> I, 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 wish, I wish I could say... Uh, I wish there was more I could say about how he's... I'm stuck on this. Just his 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 comment in passing about how women's suffrage was wrong. Uh, no, no, no. He, he didn't he didn't say that it was wrong outright because he's too much of a coward to say that outright. Oh, right. yeah, he true. said that it was uh, a subject of debate that that was right. the right thing to do. Not because because right. he he's he's not enough of a brave man to say yeah, yeah. that he that he disagrees with women's suffrage. He's just going to allude to the possibility that maybe it's not <laughs> what it should be. Right. It's it, it just it's it's wild. Those like very 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 brief mask off moments with this guy. Mm-hmm. Like his uh, his he did that weird thing where he essentially admitted he's a white nationalist um, right. because he visited like Sweden or whatever. Um, and then there was this, and it's just like it. It, it, it finally actually puts in, into into question for me because uh, I think he believes a lot of this stuff. But oh, I but think he absolutely me, does. Right, but it makes me wonder if how much of it is cynically hiding what he actually believes, and or or like you know towing lines, and how much of it is just like well, I think all these things, and then it like tips over and then makes him say like oh women suffered by the way right <laughs> um, like w- which direction it goes i'm sure it's both it's just it's a swirling mass of of, of loathsome bullshit and- i i think of it in uh i don't i don't know uh if you've ever heard this adage before but hmm. i think of it in terms of like cockroaches right like okay. if, if you find one cockroach in your house you can guarantee that you know there's like thousands of cockroaches in your house probably right they're right. just all hiding and so sure. his little his little one-offs where he says i don't know if women's suffrage was the right thing or whatever that, that's the one cockroach that you see and there's still you know hundreds or even a thousand more cockroaches hiding in his brain sure. um yeah yeah and i, I mean I, I i think i think thinking about people that you disagree with in, in those terms is, is potentially a little uh, troubling but <laughs> but i i absolutely agree with you on 
in this case because it it's the, you, the, you see the drop a, things in everything a, right. he says. This is a this is a criticism that I kind of reserve for people like him. It's it's not something sure. that I would say about most people, but in, in yeah, his yeah, case, yeah. it's it's definitely a a true thing, I believe. Because no, absolutely, yeah. There's so many other signs of it. Yeah, uh, and it it's it's little one offs that he gives here and there where you know right right um the, the iq th- the iq thing that he brought up when we were watching last time you know oh you know you get all these dumb people procreating and now you've got a bunch of dumb people with low iqs and they're not as smart as you so you've got to procreate as somebody with a high iq and, it's, and it, first off uh something that i meant to bring up when i was talking about that last time uh, and i feel mm-hmm. like i should address now is uh iq is is fucking bullshit yeah yeah um all, all it does is test based on, you know, whatever the cultural norms of what's considered intelligence are for. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's multiple ways that you can deconstruct that whole thing. IQ is bullshit. Um, it, it absolutely is. Uh, and just just as my own. Uh, uh, not allegory, my, my own uh, personal example um, is that I, I've taken multiple IQ tests when I was younger because of the fact that my parents thought my brain was broken for some reason. And so they had me do a whole lot of different testing. Right. Weird. Uh, But but my my results have been like two Z scores away from one another. There's such a huge amount of variance based Mm. on mood and and things like that, that like I. Yeah, it's it's so unreliable, even with one individual human being Mm -hmm. that it becomes it's it's meaningless. And I think I I think a big thing with these people who are obsessed with IQ uh, is is that I think that they do actually understand that it is bullshit. But one of the things that they say with it so often is IQ um, is a real and effective thing, and it's the most effective metric that we have inside of uh, sociology. And I think a part part of it, and subconsciously or otherwise, is just them trying to torpedo the entire school of sociology because they claim that this is the only thing from it that matters. And so if you say that it's wrong, sociology itself collapses. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that that's buried now. I think that it's it's now such a meme, the IQ stuff, that that's no longer necessarily what they're thinking or saying. But I think a lot of the people that were originally saying this, that really kind of was their at least partial intention. Sure. Oh, I, I, absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, um, now that we've gotten you got that a, out. You got a treat? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> let's let's just forget the Joker thing. Oh man! All right. Here, here we'll we'll play the five second clip. Nice. We live in a society, Dorian. Oh god. We need this it's on a soundboard, dude. Oh, Joker, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, like I said uh, last time, I'm I'm working on. Uh, but you sped it up. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was wondering why that was so quick. Let's uh, let's let's play that again at normal speed. <laughs> well, I'm the Joker, baby. <laughs> yeah. Okay, one one more time. Can we please do it at half speed? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I like that idea. I'm the Joker. Playback speed. Yes. The the do metal version. TFW, you uh, live in a society. 
God, so good. Yeah. Uh, if you guys ever want right. to check out the, the whole video, look up I'm the Joker, baby. Uh, there's there's a minute and 41 seconds of this guy doing his uh, his Joker audition, and it's very cool. Yeah. Do it, do it again, though. Um, I don't think we have time for uh, Barry Weiss's uh, resignation letter. Um, Which he did self-cancel, and that's... Fantastic. Yeah, so those who don't know, Barry Weiss is a, a very centrist writer at the New York Times who <laughs> uh, got upset with uh, basically, you know, Twitter outrage, uh, editorializing the New York Times whenever they posted something, or uh, I guess not posted, but uh, published something stupid. Um and, you know, maybe sometimes it was legitimate that uh, there was the outrage machine kind of worked against, uh, mm. you know, reasonable discourse. Sure. Um, but. Uh, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, just, it's, just, it's, some, it's just some key lines here. Mm. Uh, Twitter is not on the masthead of The New York Times, but Twitter has become its ultimate editor. What do you think? That rules. <laughs> And like I, I do have a lot of criticism about the way that this kind of thing works, and I think that people like Matt Taibbi uh, do give some pretty like thoughtful criticism oh, yeah, about absolutely. the way that this this network of, uh, of social media and like quote unquote cancel culture, which is also not a thing, uh, but in a way it, it refers to something that is real, uh, and then the media how these these things do have toxic relationships, um, but uh, people lose their fucking minds over this. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, like if if you took if you took a summary out of this this Barry Weiss thing, um, you might be able to turn it into like a coherent and totally reasonable complaint about how a lot of this stuff works. Mm-hmm. But a mix of a lot of these bizarre lines and the fact that she is in fact Barry Weiss, uh, <laughs> just it, it ruins the whole fucking thing. It's just so dumb. Yeah, yeah, I did some brief looking into Barry Weiss because I didn't really know about her before this. God, she's fucking. And yeah, uh, yeah <laughs> she's she's great. She's really great. Yeah, I mean, uh, she, <laughs> so um, yeah. this this particular paragraph is. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> so, may I? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Did you want to preface it or? Uh, so basically, you know. Uh, she's talking about wrong think. Uh, she's talking about being called a Nazi and a racist. Um, <laughs> she, she believes that there's been unlawful discrimination, a hostile work environment, and whatever constructive discharges. Um, go, go ahead. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And yeah, I heard complaining about like axe emojis. Yeah. Uh, okay. I do not understand how you've allowed this kind of behavior to go on inside your company in full view of the paper's entire staff and the public. And I certainly can't square how you and other Times leaders have stood by while simultaneously praising me in private for my courage. Showing up for work as a centrist at an American newspaper should not require bravery. And it's also, it's <laughs> her calling herself a centrist is fucking nuts. Uh, it's great. Uh, I mean, I guess in America you could maybe do that just not, because they're like actual fascists. Not but. not only is it great, but uh, <laughs> she's patting herself on the back a lot here by saying right. that it requires bravery for her to yeah. show up uh, 
as a as a centrist to an American newspaper. Like, wow, your your medals in the mail, <laughs> right? And and you know, you brave in, in, soul. In, in two in two sentences, she re- she refers to her actions as, as having courage and yes. uh, bravery. So yep. she's really like doubling down on this. And you know, the reason that people were praising her in private for her courage was probably just a way to like keep. her fluffed up so she keeps on posting bullshit that makes people angry like (laughs) (laughs) oh no you're really great you're great my friends love you my friends love you a friend of mine was telling me once Barry Weiss is really cool it's like your your weird uh, like flavor of Zionism it's just like it's healthy and I think that it's totally fine Good she refers stuff. to people as kind of yeah. like venom so, and shit, venom and accident. It's, yeah, it's very histrionic. Yeah, um, I, I highly recommend everybody uh, take a moment to read this because it's, uh, it's some really excellent writing. Um, it's, it's mired <laughs> very deeply in uh, like a savior complex sort of martyrdom uh, point of view for, for herself. Um, oh, yeah. Um, and if you want to, if you want to look it up, uh, just just look up Barry Weiss. That's B A R I W E I S S. Barry Weiss, and you can just look up Barry Weiss resignation letter, and this will be the first thing that comes up. And it's uh, it's 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 amazing. It's really good. It's it's pretty good, man. We we should we should put up a a list of our favorite letters somewhere, uh, including the Barry Weiss <laughs> letter and then that letter from the, uh, the police chief. And mm, yeah, that'd yeah. be a good one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll make awesome. a collection of these letters. Um, here, I'm actually making a note right now. And I guess next time we'll be back to, um, our, our normal engagement, uh, where we will comment on a variety of yeah, uh, we'll different do, things we'll going do, on. We'll do another little uh, variety hour sort of thing. I think um, we, we ultimately and, will yeah. have to decide on who we uh, deep dive next. Um, Hell yeah! So if anyone has, has suggestions, we'll we will we will ignore you, but we want to hear it because yeah, the, uh, we, the engagement. We will not is give you any our, any our credit. <laughs> we won't no. give you any credit no. for su- suggestions that you give us, but we will uh, we absolutely will absolutely bad. benefit off of them. Yes. Yes. All right. I mean, it's it's all all about clicks. Um, and as of yet, I, I have not uh, uploaded a poll uh, for for what we call our our fan. Um, <laughs> I, I was waiting until you got back on Facebook, so you know, hopefully, you which get, which will happen by morning. Which will happen by morning, and uh, if you if you don't post some of the things you told me you were going to post. I think you might stick around long enough to uh, maybe uh, uh, engage with the page a little bit on the uh, the old Facebook. Engage with the page. Engage with you the know, page. I'm, I'm not going to stop speaking my truth. <laughs> and the and, Germans and, and the Italians are both, you know, they have some things that they need to sort out and ideally elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> elsewhere as in... In, you know, like nations space? of their own. Like oh. Their own. oh, nations of their own. Okay. Space and time, ideally. Space and time. <laughs> we we got to send the Germans and Italians to the moon so that they can figure out, you know what? The, the, the moon gulag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks, everybody who stuck around for this. Uh, we will oh, yeah. uh, we will be back sometime. Uh, well, this will be posted on the 20th. So we'll be back sometime in the next week. Uh, I love you. Yes, we, we love you very much. Please take your medicine. <laughs> <laughs>